Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Shurluk Shlisten, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Shurluk Shlisten. 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 Oh, very good, ladies and gentlemen. Benjamin, thank you for that lovely intro. But sure, look, Ben, we don't have time for any of that because this week Netflix seems to have shit the bed or had some sort of investors meeting where they've released all sorts of mad-looking stuff, Benjamin. Most of it named as if it's the first draft. So this week we'll be taking a look at The School for Good and Evil, which is the actual name of a thing that they're publishing, not like a, not a pitch. Also, we're going to have a look at Peripheral, Benjamin, Ooh, and probably my favourite, Mr. Hartigan's phone. Uh, also, <laughs> Benjamin, also, no, I'm not done. Also, also, Trolls versus Racism. The Little Mermaid's back at it again. What's going on? Is it Trolls or is it Racism? Fucking, I tell you what, Ben, it's probably both. And we've both seen episode five of She-Hulk. You listen, Michael, if that wasn't enough, and it isn't for a weekly comic book book club. No, so this isn't our weekly comic book book club. Michael, I'm very tired. It's very early, Ben. It, I won't go to bed. Let's give the listeners a look behind the curtain. It's very early in the morning for some reason. It's very early in the morning. I made a mistake, Michael. I thought we'd be more productive at 9am. I was wrong. No, it's very early. It's like work. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible, Michael. I logged in today, and you were in a little. You were in a little hoodie, and you were giving a big yawn. Uh, you slept, I've got oh. my little slippers on as well, Benjamin. I'll just show you now. You, I know you got little slippy boys. Got my little slippers on. My oh, little old man slippers. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to have a bowl of porridge after this. Oh yeah, very good. Great for you. stuff. Yeah, very, very good. good for you. Very hearty. Mm. <laughs> Michael, if that wasn't enough, we are also taking a look at uh, the trope of strangers in a strange land. And um, we're going to be taking oh, a look at that? how that's affected. It was a bit, bit bloody trope, Michael. You have to wait and listen to find out. Oh, sorry. Or you can just go to the timestamps there in the description. It's up, it's up oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Benjamin. Yes. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Netflix, but uh, my friend Andrew Sean was sending stuff to me on, on the internet this week. And they're doing some mad stuff, Benjamin. They What's seem going to on be. with them? Benjamin. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the first one. Okay. The school, is it school for good and evil or the school of good and evil? Or, does, does Ben, it, does it matter? Secret, option, secret option three. Doesn't matter because they're both equally stupid. It doesn't matter. They both look fairly odd. Um, so, Michael, this seems to be, this seems to be the notion that fairy tales are decided I, I can't wrap my head around this concept the basic principle is that every fairy tale you've ever had is split into goodies and baddies yeah goodies and baddies goodies and Cinderella baddies the other characters <laughs> the other characters and then the the secondary I, the, the idea behind that Michael is that this is the school that trains them to go on to take up their greatest stories and those yeah, become yeah, the yeah. fairy tales we all know now I have, yes. a, I have a few questions here Michael because generally the stories in fairy tales are older people not so, sexy young CW people not sexy young CW people as Netflix would have us believe in this trailer Michael mm. so what I want to know Michael is what, what, what kind of HR issues do we have there are we allowed to have adult students and, and child students in there where's the child protection Michael in the school where is where is the safeguarding, Benjamin? That's what I would Where like to know. Where is the safeguarding, Michael? Also, 
here's a big question that I'd like to answer, Ben. This is the main question I'd like answered. Why mm-hmm. don't they just do away with the school for evil? Yeah, surely that would save everyone a lot of time. That would have been that would have been my first suggestion. Is lads, I like what you're doing on the school for good side. I'd probably come up with a better name, maybe <laughs> Miss Peregrine's Home for Wayward Children. Yes, but um, or Hogwarts if you wanted. That's a good one. That's probably not taken. It's probably not taken. Yeah, or or wherever Prissy Jackson went, Camp Cretaceous. That was uh, Michael. Very controversial name for that. Camp Half Blood. Oh Jesus Christ! Well, you can't got a few issues can't in that. there. Can't say that this day and age. Issues in there, Michael. Yeah. Few issues. Yeah, Benjamin. People call me half blood, not because I have any sort of mixed race heritage or anything like that, because I just have half of the normal amount of blood. Yes, you're a few pints short of a full person. Yeah, yeah, and not yeah. that it's distributed evenly. It's just there's none near the top. No, you're fa- see, it explains your complexion. It's <laughs> very mean, Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin, look at the cast, Michael. This is this is look at it. This is primetime television's all-star cast. We've got Charlize Theron. Old C.T. herself. Old C.T. herself as the headmistress of the evil school? I think she's the headmistress of the evil school, Ben, and therefore very sexy. Very sexy, Michael. Very sexy. And then, then, Michael, what we've got is Kerry Washington, who is less sexy. She's the she's the bloody headmaster of the good school and therefore not so sexy. No. Lawrence no, Fishburne is there for some reason. Lawrence Fishburne also on the good side and therefore somewhat less sexy. Is he on the good side though? Benjamin, I don't know, is he? Well, we'll never we'll never know. Then we've got two no names, Michael, as our as our main cast characters. We've got Aggie and I didn't catch the other girl's name. I didn't hear it in the Sophie? trailer. So okay, Aggie and Sophie and Michael. For some reason, they've been chosen. So it's got that old chosen. gemstone of a trope—the chosen one trope. You didn't do anything to earn your place here. We just we invite a few randoms in every once yeah, in yeah. a while. Yeah, we just abduct them with like UFO horses. <laughs> UFO horses are a big bird stick a eagle big, thing. <laughs> big bird eagle thing, like straight out of um, Ben. There's a very there's a little known kind of young adult or kind of children slash young adult series. Um, Similarly set in a school with magical flying beasts. Have you ever heard of Harry Potter? Um, I think I saw something about that once on yeah, a yeah, yeah. really it's obscure huge, book blog I used to follow. Yeah, yeah. It's not huge. It's not huge, mm. but um, <laughs> it's just Harry Potter, Ben. It's just Harry, Harry Potter, Michael, but with Harry fairy Potter tales. With, with fairy tales and Americans. One of the, yeah, that's the worst part about it. I think um, one of the, one of the interesting things that I saw, Michael, is apparently there's there's two grades of evil in the in the school of good and evil. Oh. There's there's regular old school sanctioned evil. School sanctioned evil, yeah, very I, good. I, I think that's like hazing and yeah. brushing the janitor's things under the closet. I don't, I don't know what that is. School sanctioned, yeah. and then apparently, Michael, there's an old and real evil. And that's got oh. Aggie. That gets Aggie. Oh no, that's got Insider. Yeah. It's all it's all fun and games, Michael, until there's real evil. It's all exactly, Benjamin. I went to secondary school in Ireland, and I tell you what, I think we got the real evil. <laughs> I went when I went to an all boys secondary school, and it was yeah. just um, <laughs> the school for evil and evil is what we called it. It's just evil squared. Evil squared, Benjamin. This yeah. is incredible that this has been made. I, it's, it's the worst title I think I've ever come across for a film in quite a while. It's absolutely incredible, Ben. You know, sometimes we do a little bit where we can't remember the film, so we just call it what it is. Yeah. Like uh, Bruce Willis is stuck in that tower. 
That's what this is like. That's They've done all. that for us, Michael. They've just done it straight away. They've just done. I don't know what. I don't know what we call it. The school for good and evil. Just call it the school for good and evil, and we'll come up with something better later. Yeah, we'll change it later. Charlize, do you have any ideas? And she's like, No, I don't have any ideas. Get away from me. I'm evil now. I'm evil now. She's a method actor. She's yeah, actually, she's a very. She just, she's very she just went full yeah. evil. She went full evil, Benjamin. She's full method. I can't believe they have a school for evil. Who have they got teaching the school for evil, Ben? Hitler, <laughs> Mao Zedong. Michael, anyone that you'd want teaching in the school of evil is probably someone you wouldn't want near kids. I, 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 it's just, it's a few. just conceptually mental, isn't it? <laughs> it, it, it's it, just, it is. It's conceptually, it's conceptually all over just the show. mad. It's all just come over in here the show. But come in here and we'll teach you evil. Mad shit altogether, Ben. Look, we've caused enough ruckus now that we're going to have to watch it. Yeah, well, we are. We'll, we'll do a little watch party, Michael. We'll all, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll all do, hang out. We'll do a little watch party, Benjamin, and we'll rate all of the teachers based on how sexy they are. <laughs> no. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, um, no. Benjamin, like, not not traditional sexy, evil sexy. Oh, Eve. Okay, that's fine. That's fine, yeah, Michael. Yeah. We can do that as much as you want. Um, come here to me, Michael. I've just noticed in the running order, we have things in the wrong order because we're, we're, we're having a little Netflix bash at the moment, so I'm just going to oh, swap yeah, yeah. two of these. You swap those <laughs> around, Benjamin. Yeah. Benjamin, what, what other very directly named films are coming out on Netflix so Michael you sent me a trailer not five minutes before this podcast yeah 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 that's set in 2002 I, I'm I don't know when it's set Benjamin is it set at the release of the iPhone I think so I think that was 2007 okay well my, Michael, my old technology knowledge stretches to thinking that the iPhone was released in 2007 I could be wrong though you spin your wheels and I'll check so yeah well, <laughs> Michael, have you ever thought, right? What if I try to? What if I know it shows? (laughs) Ever thought to yourself? I wonder what would happen if technology was just magic and weird. Yeah, I'm always thinking that. I think most people over the age of seventy-five might already think that, Michael. Yeah, Jesus, this technology stuff is magic and a bit weird. Magic and weird, and very much not for me. Well, Michael, what if? Yes. Your your phone payment plan. Yes. If you were to vote a phone or yeah, Virgin phone, Media. Yeah. Virgin Media, yeah. Orange. Or an orange. Mm. If you had an other, orange. Other mobile networks are available then. Yeah, but those are, those are the ones we're going to talk about. What if, Michael, that plan never ran out? What if you could call people from the den? I, is that, that's not what's going on then. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's, it's a little bit like what's going on though. So what happens is... Uh, there's a there's a, there's a classic milk sop, Michael. Yes. Set up yeah. here. I I thought it was Will from Stranger Things, Ben, but it's not. It's Bill from It. Yeah, it's uh, it's that kid I can't stand, Michael. He's he's the dream Stephen King casting, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, this His is based probably on a, Jared. This is based on a Stephen King thing, and uh, yeah, so he's a milk sop. A milk sop, yeah. A common yeah. or garden. Um, I can't think of a better word. A common or garden milk sop. No, a, a, a piece of wet lettuce, Michael. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's struck up a friendship with an elderly gentleman. As they so often do, Benjamin. Milk sops and elderly gentleman, Michael. Two peas in a pod. Tuesdays with Maury. Exactly. It's like Tuesdays with Maury. <laughs> Fantastic podcasting there for me. Um, Big sneeze yeah. there. Right it's over like, my best joke. 
Sorry, it was a very good joke, Michael. Tuesdays with Maury. Um, yeah, so in, in a classic fashion, the old milksop, he's not having a great time, Michael. Yeah, yeah he's probably being bullied, Ben, by larger children. He's, he's, been, he's being bullied, Michael, by the bulliest of bulliest of bulliest young men that I've ever yeah, yeah, seen, yeah. Michael. Again, some prime Stephen King casting there. Mm, very good. That child is probably angry because he's an adult and he's still in secondary school. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty frustrating as an experience, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or he's in the school for good and evil and his professors keep trying to do awful things to him. Do a bit more evil, they said. <laughs> See that milksop over there? Go and rough him up. <laughs> Go and rough him up. So the plot is kind of a classic Stephen King thing. He's like, in a small town, a yes. young man doesn't quite fit in. Is it Stephen mm. King? Yes. Do we say that? Yes. No. <laughs> yes, it is. It's Stephen Re- Regal. Stephen Regal. <laughs> So anyway, what happens is, Michael, in, in this Tuesday with Maury-esque setup, uh, the young milksop and the elderly gentleman played by Donald yeah. Sutherland for some inexplicable reason. Of all people. Of all people. He gives him an iPhone, Michael. At least it's not Charlie's Theron, then. At least it's not Charlie's Theron, Michael. Because um, she'd be sitting there going, can we do some evil with these iPhones, let's, can we? Let's do some uh, sexy evil. So, Michael, they they set him up, and for some reason, the Pirate King becomes the important phrase that it comes from. So, Donald Sutherland chooses that as his name. We go, oh, you rapscallious gentleman. What could that Mm. possibly mean? And then we find out, Michael, that perhaps perhaps in his lifetime, he's not been a very nice man. Mm. And then, Michael, in a classic Tuesday with Maury's twist, he dies. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what happens? I haven't read Tuesdays. I've I've never read Tuesdays with Maury. But all old people die eventually, Michael. It's one of those things. It is one of those things. That's uh, the nature of, of uh, life, Ben. And Donald Sutherland. So and yeah, Donald look, Sutherland. In this particular case. But anyway, what's what's going to happen there, Michael, is um, he's having a real tough time. The, the, I tell you what, bullies don't take days off for bereavement, Michael. They're, they're too busy, Ben. And the milksop is getting a thrashing once again. And so he has a little, he has a little, I don't know if he texts him. Or he tries to call oh, him. He calls for, him. For some reason, Michael, he puts the iPhone in the dead man's pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gives him a call. Gives him a call. And Donald Sutherland's ghost. Donald Sutherland's ghost. (laughs) Donald Sutherland's ghost, Benjamin. You have me a Donald Sutherland's ghost. Donald Sutherland's ghost starts to kill people for him. Benjamin, it's Death Note. It's the film Death Note, but with 2007 technology instead of ancient Japanese demons. But I don't understand why it's 2007, Michael. Because that's when the iPhone was invented, Ben. Keep it together. But why Come don't on. you just give an old man a phone? Because he doesn't want a phone. He wants an iPhone, Ben. <sighs> Michael, like, this I, looks fucking bizarre. It's mad. It's mad as fuck. I, was this written in 2007? I bet you Stephen King wrote it in 2007. I think I think what's particular... First of all, Benjamin, our French son sent me this trailer the other day and I watched the first 30 seconds and immediately texted back and said, why are you sending me young adult emotional dramas and then Donald Sutherland's ghost then Donald Sutherland died and came back as a ghost and I thought oh that's why that's why it's Donald Sutherland's ghost because I was was thinking Ben I ain't got no time for no John Green written stories about young men and old men forming bonds over 2007 technology I think what's particularly weird about this is 2007 is long enough ago to be a bit retro, but too close to now that it's not just a bit weird to set something in 2007 instead of now. 
Yeah. What are you doing in 2007 that you're not doing now? Yeah, I, that's Face, what I don't FaceTime. understand. FaceTime. But, but yeah, but like, you could FaceTime a dead person. That'd be spooky, wouldn't it? Uh, it'd be more spooky. They'd probably be like, oh, it's me, it's me Donald Sutherland's ghost. Yeah, I, I don't know, Michael. I... Great stuff, Ben. I am thoroughly excited to see Mr. Harrigan's... Mr. Harrigan's? Mr. Hartigan's? Mr. Harrigan's phone. Oh, fucking hell, that name. Um, that. Just continuing the great tradition of names, that, which are exactly what it is. Yeah, but it comes from a short story slash mini novella from Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, it's a novella by Stephen King, yeah. Um, I've probably yeah, read it, Ben, but I forgot. You probably it. have. Um, <laughs> you probably gave up and went, why am I Why am I reading this? About, why it, is Tuesdays with Maury so sinister? What happened? Yeah. Um, this isn't how I remember Tuesdays with Maury ending. So, Michael. Yes, what is it? This this comes from... This comes from Stephen King's yeah. collection of short stories. Yeah. Sorry, it's a collection of previously unpublished novellas. And it was released in 2020, If It Bleeds. And this is right. one of the stories. Why is this set in 2007, Michael? Well, if it was previously unreleased, Ben, maybe I haven't read it then. I, I assumed I'd read it. update it. No, don't update it, Ben, because the whole thing is probably the excitement of the new technology. Get out of here. This is anyway, about fear of progress, Ben. It stars Donald Sutherland and Jaden Martell, who I can't stand because he's a creepy little milksop. I thought his name was Jared Benjamin. He played Bill Denborough in uh, It... He was also in Knives Out. He was the little alt-right. Oh, the little shit, yeah. The little, little alt-right shit. shit and I've, I, <laughs> such a good job did he do in that that any time I see him now, I'm like, oh, you're a creepy little shit. Oh, that's um, good, isn't it? Yeah. Benjamin. But it's unfortunate for him. But, you know, good, speaking, good acting. Speaking of creepy little kid characters, your favourite <laughs> kid character of all time, Hit Girl, played by <laughs> Chloe... What's her name? Chloe Grace Chloe Moretz. Yeah. Yeah, she's back, Ben. For some reason. Um, <laughs> it's funny, you know, Michael, way back in the day when those two were released, you used to have like a kind of a clash of titans between her and Abigail Breslin. Um, Maybe we call her. And they would both they would both kind of be out there for the for the, the sassy little white girl roles. <laughs> that mm. was that was kind of their bread and butter. And they both grew up and went, Oh god, this acting business isn't great, is it? And then yeah. some of them some of them seem to have gotten relatively decent looking series upcoming or movies. I'm not sure what this is. Um and some of them have been relegated to the realm of Thomas Jane be vampire flicks. <laughs> Thomas Jane as Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I think this is a series, Ben. Yes, yeah, so I tell one. you what. Even though I am the one who sent this to you, and it was only two days ago, I have no idea what this is about. I can't remember a single thing about it. <laughs> Good. Good. Chloe Grace Moretz is in generic sci-fi. <laughs> yes. So, do you like young adult sci-fi? Well, here you go. Here's some of it. it pretty much. I mean, that, that seems to be me. what we're getting. Um, but Remind yes. me what's going on. So this is this is by science fiction kind of pioneer William Gibson. It's based on a book that oh. he released. Billy in, Gibson from uh, the Billy from Gibbs. The, Billy Gibbs. Okay, All right, the well, man who's sorry. responsible for our understanding of cyberpunk. Oh. Um, or the man who coined the term cyberpunk and then went on to fill it with novels. But this is from his 2014 novel. Because what I found out today also is that William Gibson's still alive. Oh, good man. Yeah, we should try to get him on the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, William Gibson's still alive. So this is this is his 2014 one, Michael, and um, the novel is or the novel is is quite strange, Michael. It's based on the notion of um, the metaverse. That that's, <laughs> that uh, basically, yeah, basically. yeah, that Facebook is so obsessed with doing. This looks a little bit like a very serious Ready Player One. Yeah, that's what it is. It's um, you're doing a you're going into a sci-fi. You're getting the helmet from Ready Player One, and you're yeah. going into a virtual reality experience. But maybe that's not a virtual reality experience at all. Maybe what the virtual reality experience is doing is actually tapping into unrealized potential realities. Unrealized stuff, Michael. And I'll tell you what, Benjamin. Of all the things we've seen so far, including the excellent The School of Good and Evil, this was the one that most got my attention. Yeah, I think this Even looks... Even though I forgot what it was. It's, it's got a hint of, of good Christopher Nolan about it. Oh. Um, and what I mean by that is it's, it seems like a high sci-fi concept. Um, it's got an Irishman in cyberspace. Jack Rayner's there. Oh, I hate Jack Rayner, Ben. Ever Jack since Ra- he... Jack Ever since there. he justified uh, going out with a 17-year-old. Oh, no. Did he? Well, he didn't. The character he played did. I'm, I'm following oh, up on okay. your, your dislike <laughs> of Jared Padalecki or whatever his <laughs> not, name is. Not liking, not liking actors who... <laughs> not liking <laughs> actors based on their roles, yeah. Interestingly, Jared Padalecki, not the man we were talking about earlier, is actually a bit a, a bit rubbish in real life, apparently. He does, he does seem a bit rubbish, doesn't he? He likes to give yeah. people a big punch and stuff. He likes to give people a big punch. Not a great guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so this is set in, in alternate futures, Michael, or something something like that. I, it's very hard to kind of keep track of, what being, of what's going on. But uh, Chloe Moretz Price, it, her brother was in the army. And he oh, brings yeah. back he brings back a haptic device, Michael. Oh yeah, like in Ready Player One. Yeah, and it'll strap you into a reality. But Michael, it only goes and sends you into an alternate dark future where you can kind of access things and change the future before it even happens, Michael. Oh, Mad. that's just called living, Ben. That's just called living, Michael. But not in this case, because if you put on the thing, you get a sexy outfit and a different no. color grade. Oh, very good. A different colour grade. Yeah. That way we'll know it's the future. Benjamin, do you think they might do a trick where they do an episode where it's, it's not colour graded and then at the end the twist is it was the future? It was the future all along. <laughs> Look, Benjamin, I'm excited. I'll watch one episode. I'll it looks pretty good, it. Michael. It, it's, you know, William Gibson always gives us kind of a, a high concept sci-fi thing that's pretty darn good. Mm. What else did he do? Uh, Neuromancer is the one that made him famous. Get out um, of here. Did William Gibson do Neuromancer? Um, yeah, I think that's the one where we got our famous term, cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. Um, Johnny Mnemonic. Did he do Johnny Mnemonic? Yeah. Did um, he? It, no, no, he didn't do Johnny Mnemonic. He did Neuromancer and then he did Mona Lisa Overdrive. Um, he did a very unusual thing called the Sprawl Um Sprawl trilogy, and then he wrote one of the defining steampunk novels as well, Michael. William Gibson's been defining genres all over the place. Non-stop, Benjamin. i tell um, you what, he did do Johnny Mnemonic. He did, did he? Yeah, I just I took a punt there and just looked it up, and he absolutely did write Johnny Mnemonic. He wrote both good, the... Good for him. He wrote both the story and the screenplay. Very good. I like He's it. very... Pr- he's very uh, prolific, that, Johnny, that Jimmy Gibson fella. Certainly for the speculative tech fiction. Exactly, Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah. Speaking of speculation. Go on. Um, if you didn't like the Little Maid mer- Mermaid trailer, are you a troll or a racist? 
Um, well, I'm a bit of both, Michael, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> and a sodge. And a big old sodge, a sodgy boy. <laughs> um, so, um, in my, you know, sodgy, um, yeah, racist yeah. opinion, Michael, yeah. um, it's just going to be no good, Michael. Um, and the main reason it's going to be no good is because of um, a completely arbitrary factor that doesn't actually impact the story at all. Benjamin, I think that they should have done it where the Little Mermaid was a man. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd watch the fuck out of that. I'm sick of all these female characters up on my screen. And you know what, Michael? We're not changing the gender of Prince Eric. We're going to have a big old gay male. Big old gay mermaid story. <laughs> big old gay mermaid story, Michael. It's made yeah. for it. It's made and for instead it. of legs, he just wishes for a functional cock. <laughs> That's what he wants. He's like, no, I'll keep the fish legs. I just want a human cock. Leave me, leave me the tail. Leave me the yeah, tail. Yeah, leave me the tail. Leave me the tail. I just want a human male penis sticking out of the front of it. So me and Prince Eric can get some business to go and get, get let's get down to business, Michael, in the in the words what. of Disney to defeat the Hun. Let's Benjamin. get down to business. Sorry, go on. Benjamin. 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 I don't care. I don't care about this one tiny little iota. Um the internet I, I care uh, the inter- well this was kinda of gonna be my point, but I think, Benjamin, that causing not causing, but stoking the fires of uh of troll uh, ire is now a marketing tactic. 100%. And I, I, I could not agree with to, you more. I don't know what we're going to call it. I think you could call it fan baiting, but I think first well, I like of all, that's that. already... Is that already taken? Mm. And also that implies that like all fans are trolls. It's not, though. It's kind of like troll baiting. Mm. But I think that's also already taken. We'll work on a word for it then. Well, polar baiting, as in polarising? No, that sounds like we're going to sneak up behind polar bears and club them for their for their skins. Only so we no, so we can put them in our Coca Cola ads, Michael. Coca Cola, <laughs> sneak up behind a polar bear, Ben, with a kosh, knock him out. He wakes up the next day, thousands of miles away from home, being forced into doing a Coca Cola ad. Ah, <laughs> what is this? I'm a bloody stranger in a strange land. Oh no. Oh, Michael, that would have been a great segue. And you that just was a great segue. Switched it away. Now, Michael, I, I think you've 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 hit a nail on the head there, Michael. And um, this is very much this is now a huge marketing tactic. It is generating a massive amount um, of clicks. It is the most dislike, most watched Disney trailer ever. Go on. Most disliked. Uh, yes, most disliked Disney trailer ever. Okay, right. Um, and I think it's. <sighs> I was having this conversation and I said it, it Disney is not pioneering, you know, alternate casting. They're not they're not doing this for equality at all. They're doing this because it generates a storm around mm. whatever film they're going to release. Michael, I don't think this is going to be very good, not because of the main character being black, because the Disney live action films are shite. All shite, Benjamin. Aladdin was the closest to possible, but a- who gives a flying fuck about remaking 20-year-old films? Tra- track, track record of shite. Stop it, please. Just stop doing it. it they're no good. They're not as good as the originals. If no. anything, yeah. they're quite enjoyable in the sense of, the, first, the original wasn't that bad, was it? And then you go back and watch the original and go, oh, this was great. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah. Aladdin was great. That cartoon is fantastic. 
the last one that we got there was Pinocchio, Michael. And that doesn't even really count as a live-action remake because it's his own weird fucking thing. But, um, Michael, did you know they said bollocks in the, the Pinocchio movie? Did they? They said bollocks in the Pinocchio movie. We could do a whole episode, Benjamin, about, about um, British and Irish actors sneaking the word bollocks into American TV. <laughs> I think we probably should. That'd be good. I can think of three or four <laughs> off the top of my head, but it's... Uh, All right, let's yeah, it. it's great stuff. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, Benjamin, it's it's kind of the same, I think, with Rings of Power. Yeah. Rings of Power is a middling TV series at best. But um, I I don't know. Maybe it's my fucking search history. Maybe I've brought this on myself. I don't think it's my search history. Because you're a soggy troll? Maybe. Maybe it's that I'm a soggy troll. Or maybe it's just that I fall for this clickbait. Or I fell for it once and now it's forever going to be recommended to me. Yeah, they got you. my, uh, My stream is just constantly full of, like, rings of power actor says toxic fans are trolls. Or rings of power producer says fan base is toxic or rings of power actress says tr- trolls are misogynistic it's like oh fucking hell can we not just admit that it's a middling tv series yeah i i think very often michael the quality of a show or movie kind of gets left okay, by the wayside on. a lot of the time in the sense that you know, it's very... This is a tricky one. Yeah, go on. Say it's very fashionable. No, no, no. It's very fashionable to now pin a bad series or a bad movie's failure on a bad fan base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, if we take... Let, let's take Thor, Love and Thunder, right, as the example. Yeah, yeah, no use. Yeah. And it's not a good film. No, all over the place, tonally. It's all over the place. Chris Hemsworth is phoning it in at different points. Natalie Portman is phoning it in at different points. It's it's not a good film, right? Now, I have heard the defense used, like, oh, well, people just didn't like a female Thor. No. Mm. <laughs> no, that's not the case. You did, Ben. You did. Every time she was I on did. screen, you gave me a little elbow. You're like, oh, look at this. <laughs> no, I didn't. But anyway. Who was that, then? Nobody has. I think it was probably Shane or Jim. (laughs) (laughs) But come here. um, Nobody, Michael. Nobody. Had all that much of an issue with Lady Thor. They had an issue with it tonally all over the place. Okay, there were some people that had an issue with it. But it didn't tank the film, Michael. What what got bad reviews for that film is it wasn't a very good bloody film. Mm, It wasn't a great film. It had a racist Zeus. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't mean he was racist. I mean it was a racist portrayal of a Greek man. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, go- no yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, again, like the Rings of Power, Ben. I think the Rings of Power for all like Rings of Power. I hate the word virtue signaling, but Rings of Power as a show is going and saying anyone who doesn't like this is probably a misogynist because they don't like Galadriel or they're racist because they don't like black dwarfs. And it's one of the most racist things on television. Those little grubby feckin' Irish characters get worse every week. Do they? Scratching around in the mud trying to survive in a tweet. It's one of the most racist things that's ever been put on screen. I would rarely read the independent newspaper, uh, Michael, but one of the one of the comments that came from it is it's famine porn. Famine cosplay. Is, oh, is it was famine cosplay. Is. Damn it. I was yeah. going to call it famine porn. Or maybe they said famine porn as well. But um, yeah, Famine it's, cosplay. It's, 
It's mm. some that's grotesque stuff. Yeah. I think we should ban Lenny Henry from the Ireland of Ar- the Island of Ireland. Oh, is he real until, bad? Is he? Uh, I mean, no. It's like it's that kind of insidious racism that you know is prevalent in in the last two hundred years of British Irish relations, where they've gone. Look at these little grubby characters living an honest and simple life off the land. Let's give Irish them all are. Irish look actors. The, yeah, look at those spiritual people. Oh, they're living so with spiritual. So little. Flowers in their hair and their oh. vagabonds. Jesus, give them all Irish Jesus, actors. Lenny Henry, Michael. are you comfortable with that? Oh, yes, I am, of course. Right. Oh, for fuck's uh. sake. Benjamin, anyway, look, put it in uh, the bin. The, yeah, but the Little Mermaid shenanigans, Michael. Shenanigans, yes. indeed. Great yeah, voice. On that young lady, though, very, very good singing of the song. Good, yeah, good, good, good. good, I'm good stuff. Not, uh, Benjamin, I'm not likely to watch it, but I tell you the reason why I'm not going to watch it has nothing to do with what race the mermaid is. No, it's because the Disney live action remakes are shite. Yeah, shite. They're shite. Um, <laughs> Michael, come here to me. Uh, speaking yes. of, of, of virtue signaling, a bloody uh, She Hulk episode five came out this week. Benjamin, very good. Yeah, um, Michael, I've reached my tipping point with She-Hulk. I'm, oh no, am, have, you, have they lost you? I'm, no, they haven't lost me. They haven't lost me. But I'm sad to say that I now partially agree with you on the She-Hulk thing. Um, <laughs> I feel like a great victory for misogyny. I feel. I think it might be. I think it might be. So I, I really felt that this week uh, we really got hammered by Jesus. Men are dumb and stupid, aren't they? <laughs> I was oh, just like fucking no use for them. The the four different dates coming back and being arguably worse than they were in the original montage. So good. <laughs> so good. And I just went, there's not a single competent man in this in this entire series. Yeah, no, there there isn't. Um the closest is the the lawyer friend. Pug. Is that his name? Yeah, Pug and Nikki were enjoyable. I would watch I would watch an entire TV web series of there, Pug and Nikki. There are com- there are competent men, Ben. They just happen to be gay. Yeah, oh, there's one competent man who's very good at what he does, but he's gay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Michael, Jesus. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was still a great watch. I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching the weird Titania arc. I enjoyed, you know, the Nikki Pug adventure. But then I watched it and I just went, wow. Yeah, it's funny, Ben, because that was like water off a duck's back to me. I think this might be because you are, in fact, a fuckboy. Oh, that's I think what that's it what is. it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Because, Ben, for so many women oh. out there, that, that person has been you. Oh, that's not fair. That's, <laughs> that's not true. Get out of here. I, I, didn't, I didn't mind it at all. I didn't mind it in the slightest. That's interesting. Um, it's water off a duck's back to me now at this stage, the the, the man bashing in She-Hulk. Um, I, I felt that it was it was less preachy this week. It more had a comic purpose. I actually don't mind man or woman bashing in comedy. Yeah, well, it's, it's pretty grand, actually. You know, yeah. So, oh, have I convinced you? Have I turned you back around? Well, no, I'm just a big sodge. <laughs> just, you just made me realise I'm a massive misogynist. Just a massive sodge. Um, <laughs> Shit. So I, I, I actually thought That's that was very disappointing funny. for me, Michael. I won't lie. Uh, oh no! Oh, yeah, it's, next it's, thing you know, you're a horrible realisation. You're going to be up in a trial, and you're going to be going. Look, I went on a date with this guy. I suppose and you'll be like, I have a podcast. <laughs> I suppose the only thing to do now, Michael, is to find another white man and start a podcast. That's the literally the only the avenue left. It's the only option, you, Benjamin. Um, oh no. 
But yes, it was. It was still a good episode. I thought the the Nicky and Pug stuff was very enjoyable. Um, Mm. Titania's a very irritating character. Yes, very annoying. Um, But I I think that might be on purpose. I think it is, yes. Yeah. And then um, we we got our little teaser at the end, Michael. Bloody next episode. Who's it going to be? It's going to be Bloody Daredevil, Ben. I think this, to be honest, the... On the on the topic of troll baiting or fan baiting or whatever you want to call it, like there are a couple of little troll baiting fan baiting moments in this, like when she says, um, "You can have all the superpowers in the world, and there'll still be some random man with an internet connection who thinks he's better than you," um, aka the audience of this program. Yeah, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, the real test, the litmus test for this show and Marvel fans is going to be how do they treat Daredevil. Mm, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to... Do you think Daredevil will get a, a good portrayal or a, do you think it'll be a comedic portrayal? Or I don't think people would mind necessarily a comedic portrayal. Is is Daredevil going to get the feminist dressing down that the Hulk got in the first episode? Mm, because probably. I think that'll be the final straw because Daredevil is sacrosanct to a lot of... Uh, yeah, he's the original. Of, yeah. So... He's one of the, you know, he's if, one of the first live-action successes. Yeah. And you know, if if a male disabled character mm. um, gets a dressing down about feminism from someone who is both more superpowered and less disabled than him, people are going to go, "Oh!" I, but I don't know. Just, I don't think. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're probably going to do a big sex. To be honest, they might just make him. Uh, they might just make him bisexual, Michael. Go on, just to just to give him the trifecta. Just to <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow! Uh, really, I show your true colors this week. Yeah, uh, no, but I mean, do you know what I mean? It's it's uh, one of the one of the things I found really interesting about this week, Michael, is poor Tatiana Maslany is getting dragged by the fictional universe that she's in. Absolutely <laughs> dragged. It's, it's absolutely awful hilarious. for her. Look at this creature! Isn't she Hulk so sexy? But look at this awful. thing. No one would want to date this. That's the crux of her character, and it doesn't make any sense. So mean to poor old Tatiana Maslany. But she's an objectively attractive woman. Yeah, but they've doubted her. Like they've Hollywood doubted her. Yeah, they have. Yeah, but it, I mean, she's Hollywood doubty. At a certain point, you'd be like, "All right, lads, all right, take it easy. Let's take, take it this easy. down a notch." Yeah, it's like when they used to cast like uh, boys to play ugly girls on TV because they didn't want anyone's feelings to get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, very great strange. stuff. Ben. Great stuff, absolutely great very stuff. Strange. Turn back into turn back into Jennifer, so we can all gawk at how hideous you are. <laughs> poor, poor Teddy Maslana. I've also noticed right, she's she's grand. She'll be fine. Um, one of the things I've also noticed is sometimes Michael the She Hulk animation they obviously save it for the the more actiony stuff at different yeah, points. Yeah. Some sometimes Michael the CGI very in quality. Yes, very, very in quality, yeah. Very interesting. There was one episode this week, Michael, where she was less of a green and more of a grey kind of (laughs) washed out sickly green. And I was like, what, lads? Did you forget to boost the contrast in that scene? Yeah, what's going on? Is that the first pass? Have you done the first pass? Have you done the first pass? What's going on there? Forgot to come back and fill it in? Maybe they didn't know what any of the buttons did, Ben. Yes, maybe they didn't, Michael. Which is a very common trope, Michael, in fiction. Good work. Yeah, what, 
Yeah, thank you. It was a little uh, little segue. Good work. Michael, we came up this week um, mainly because we didn't have a topic, Michael, and we do this by the seat of our pants most week. Off the cuff, if you will. Um, yeah, go on. But this week, Michael, we came up with a, a look at a, a fun little trope, Michael. It's called the stranger in a strange land trope, or sometimes known as the fish out of water trope, Michael. Oh, more commonly, I would say. More commonly known as the fish out of water trope, Michael. And w- what it is, is it's a, it's a classic old trope, Michael. It's a classic old trope of... Where does here, it come from? Come here. Come here to me. Come here to me. Come here to me. What if we had this yeah. established universe, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then... Yeah. yeah. What if we took someone who wasn't part of that universe, right? Right, yeah. And we just chucked them into it. Huh? Just chucked them right into it. How do you think that'd go? They wouldn't know what was going on then. They wouldn't know what was going on, Michael. They'd be like a polar bear that was kidnapped from the Arctic, Ben, and forced to travel thousands of miles to be in a Coca-Cola ad. Yeah, and it'd be gas, Michael. Gas crack altogether. Uh, where these originally came from is, is quite interesting, actually. These originated in the types of plays uh, that you would have seen with Shakespeare, now Shakespeare. Oh, I've heard of him, yeah. He was in um, Sandman. He was in Sandman, Michael. Yeah, he's that lad off the Sandman there. Yeah, yeah. So we would have seen things like that, Michael. And then the other things that we would have seen them in, and the other places we would have seen them, would have been a lot of Victorian novels. But they wouldn't have been the speculative fiction um, fantasy stuff that we're used to today what we would have seen mm. originally was look at this poor person what if we gave them some money <laughs> they won't know what to do and then, where are they going to make their investments uh, other, other examples might be uh, you know in, in Shakespeare's sense it's like look at this peasant what if we gave him a little bit of a title sprinkle 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 Oh, um, and good. then you'd have that the most famous example of this Michael was um, of course the wonderful and shiny Midsummer's Night Dream. I got that wrong. Midsummer's Night Dream. A Midsummer's, Midsummer's Night's, Night's Dream. Dream. There we go. No, Thank you. Midsummer Night's Dream, Ben. You've put the possessive S in the wrong place. A Midsummer's Night's Dreams. No, no, none of that's right. Yes. Uh, Midsummery, nighty, dreamy boy. That's uh, the one with Florence yeah. Pug. That's the one with Florence Pug. <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, so there would have been famous examples of that, Michael, but we wouldn't have seen it in the sense that we're talking about it today, um, Michael, because what happened is science fiction got their bloody mitts on it, Michael. Benjamin, hold on a second. Go on. I think you might have skipped one. I think you might have skipped a step. Go on. I think you might have skipped a very strong step. Well, don't dawdle, boy. Tell me. (laughs) Very good. Oh, I feel like I'm in a Dickens. (laughs) Um, um, Lord Greystoke, Benjamin of Tarzan. Oh yeah, I did skip isn't an he one of the? Step. Isn't he one of the most kind of famous of that kind of? Look, look at this savage we found. Let's bring him to Britain. He's one of the strangest lads in the strangest lands. Yeah, he's and he goes to Britain and he's like, "What is this tea?" So, I mean, that that would be the the probably arguably the most successful of those early attempts because it's all well and good to take an explorer and put them in, let's say, Africa. Uh, H. Ryder Haggard, you bloody racist prick. Um, Ah, Benjamin, he was of his time. He was of his time. Get out of here. Get out of here. Wasn't wasn't he in his way? And I understand the irony of now defending the British and their (laughs) colonial... (laughs) And their colonial... uh, I'm going to enjoy it, Michael, I'll tell you that much. But wasn't he, in in a sense, pro-Africa? Like, he he had a love of Africa. Uh, Like, it might have been... 
A misguided colonial love of Africa. Yeah, a love of Africa and the imperialist civilizing force he brought to it. I, mm, yeah. Mm, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, we would have had that. But where it became really successful, Mike, was when you took something out of darkest Africa and put it into modern society. So that, I think, I think that's where, you know, that trope really found its purchase, so to speak, Michael. Um, like especially, Lord Tarzan. Like Lord Tarzan. But especially in terms of a villain, Michael. Oh, go um, on. The, the Stranger in the Strange Land trope has given us some of our most successful horror franchises, Michael. A bloody Dracula. Oh, yeah. Is Dracula a stranger in London, though? He's a stranger in a strange land, Michael. He doesn't belong to... But that, you have to remember, in the original Dracula, Michael, the whole reason that he invites Jonathan Harker up to his castle... Yeah, um, Dracula, ...so he can Dracula's learn side. about London. Is so he oh, can prepare himself for the transition to the centre of the free world, Michael. Oh. And that's the whole thing. But that, that has, a, that has a, a dose, Stranger in a Strange Land, because Jonathan Harker, Harker is Im- immediately... A stranger in a strange land. He's a stranger in Transylvania. Bleh. Yeah, he's um, like, oh, everybody's um, so sexy. Everybody's so sexy and uh, fanged. Um, and then on the other side of that, you had Dracula coming to London and going, oh, everybody's so sexy yeah, and non-fanged. Look at all of everybody's necks. <laughs> look at those exposed necks, my, my. Mm. Um, we're, for some reason... necks and the cucumber sandwiches... <laughs> And the imperialism, I, I think I'll get along here just fine. <laughs> I think Dracula might have found his new groove. Um, I like that we transitioned from started tasteful Dracula Russian. impression, Florence Pug in the Black Widow yeah. movie, to yeah. groove from... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, not some of our most consistent work. <laughs> not great from us. Uh, what we got at the end, Michael, um, was we got other films like The Mummy. Oh um, yeah, Benjamin. Yeah. Are you talking about the old the mummy or the new the mummy? The like old the new, mummy, new, Michael, the mummy. The old old mummy that was a novel originally. Um, oh, go on. So those those that trope became the backbone of the the yellowback editions. Um, and we've talked about it a little bit in the podcast before, Michael. But the yellowback editions were the the controversial pulpy boys. Um, oh, okay. Back in the Victorian era, Michael, if you if you were picking up a yellow covered book, Michael, you knew there was going to be some scandalous bloody fiction in there. I tell you that An much. Old penny dreadful, is it? An old penny dread, mm. a p dreads, as we call it in the biz. But Michael, this trope has gone on to do wonderful things. We see it all over the place, and it's it's very useful in several different ways. Number one, it gives the audience usually a starting point. Because they don't know what the button does either. They don't know what the button does either, Michael. Gosh, we're all dum-dums. How are we supposed yeah. to figure this out? Oh, well, don't worry. This character, who's going to act as a proxy for you, is going to mm. do it for you. And you go, oh, Yeah, cool, Tyler thanks. Kitsch is going to go, what even is this society? What the heck is going on? So, mm. Michael, out of that transition, we have Edgar, uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs, Michael. Also, the man who came up with Tarzan, he was a huge fan of this, Stranger in a Strange Land. Um, and he went, okay, that went well with a, an, a kind of an ape man in, in London. What if, what if I took a Virginian man and put him on Mars? A virgin, did you say? Yes. What if I took a virgin and I put him on Mars? <laughs> and it turns out he'd do just about do. as well as he'd do anywhere ah. else. Yeah. He'd become a real Martian fuckboy. What does this button do? It's not a button. Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, it'd be... 
A real Martian fuckboy. There's a lot of good episode names. <laughs> possibly yeah, I don't know if we get away with that one. Um, but yeah, so in general, Michael, that's what we're talking about when we, we talk about that. But John Carter is another great early example. And Michael, it's the favourite movie of friend of the podcast, Shane. He loves it. He He's loves obsessed it. with the film yeah, with uh, John Carter. He's obsessed with John Carter, Michael. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's very unusual. But the, John Carter of Mars, Michael, a big old, big old fun times. He, well, I don't know. I don't know if the film was very good, Benjamin, but it, he is the classic um, f- bumbling around. I, I think it's part of it. Like the, I think, at least in modern film, if you're doing a Stranger in a Strange Land, if you're doing a fish-out-of-water trope, then basically your character has to undergo what I like to call the George of the Jungle to Tarzan arc. Yeah. So they have to arrive there and they're George of the Jungle. Okay. Uh, and they keep bumping into trees and, you know, falling and going, what do these seashells do? What and the heck is this? What's this button? And, you know, what else can I comically misinterpret? Um, if you can have a female character, Benjamin, it's all, almost always the man, male, these characters. No, I think about it. Mm, there's, a, there's a few notable separations from that there's bloody uh, Lil. what was her name Lilu Lilu in The Fifth Element oh yeah okay yeah so yeah she, yeah she's your example there um, but we very rarely see it stretch outside of the male character you're fairly spot on there we see some examples of it in comics we have I Hate Fairyland which became very popular oh yeah um, yeah about a, a girl who goes to fairyland yeah and as she as the title doesn't love it <laughs> Doesn't love it. Didn't go great for her. Um, um, we see it a lot ben, more in young sorry, adults. Hold on, hold sorry, on, hold on. Hold on. What I was going to what I was going to say is, you almost always have a misunderstanding of the way romance and relationships work. <laughs> Fundamental. So, yes. Oh, look at that always. attractive primal man. Look or look at the, look at the, oh, you've come back to Prince uh, Eric. How are you from the Little Mermaid? <laughs> um, but Ben, you almost always get that. You always always get someone trying to throw the head in, and the other person going. Oh, no, no. That's not how we do it around here. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. You can't be attracted to each other. Heavens, no. There's a whole Heaven, courtship. Heaven above. You can't just lash the tongue into each other. No, no. You settle down now. Mm. Anyway, um, sorry. You were saying. So, young yeah, adult. We see, we see it a lot more for female characters in young adult fiction. Um, oh, go on. Where we have, um, you know, we have strong female characters who are thrust into a brand new world or more often a brand new society um, that they mm. have to then thrive in. Um, I'm thinking what I'm thinking. Go on, you tell me. Tell me what we're thinking. I was thinking of the Hunger Games. Yes, Michael, a perfect example. One of the, one of the, the great kind of plot holes in the Hunger Games film is that Katniss seems to be the only one. Katniss and Peeta seem to be the only two that don't know what's going on. Everybody else is, you know, geared up and ready to go and they're in their training montages when mm. they go and Katniss yeah, yeah. and Thing are just like, gosh, this is all so different. Um, it's so different. We don't have any buttons up in District 12 or uh, whatever the hell District we're from. I, I think you might have actually. District 12 is very... Well, it's also a fish-out-of-water story, but we'll get into that another time. Um... But yeah, so it's really interesting um, in that regard that we see that for, I suppose, from back in the day of odd kind of 
female romance driven stories, your Jane Austens, your Brontes, your, you know, one of the, one of the great dreams of those was to be a fish out of water, to be scooped up from obscurity, Michael, and transported to the shining, glittering, higher level of society. Um, Oh yeah. So it's interesting that that trope has kind of continued um, into a more modern context, but we see it all the time, Michael. Katniss Everdeen is from District 12, Ben. Apparently I've got quite a lot of Hunger Games knowledge Yes, I think you got it. Yes, it's, it's in there somewhere. Benjamin. Yeah. When it happens to female characters, and this is probably just classic misogyny again. Sodgy, sodgy boys. It, it almost always is like, oh, you've been accidentally transported back in time to a more gross and horrible feudal age. But don't worry, you're going to find the one man who has modern romantic standards. Yeah, so I think yeah, you're going to find the one man who respects consent um, yeah, yeah. as a concept. You're going to find the one man who is the ideal man from 2022, but for some reason living in Viking times. Yeah, you know, a classic. Um, so yeah, yeah that's absolutely uh, that's absolutely an article. And it, it proves once again that, for, for unfortunately for women, the bar is actually on the floor. What they're really looking for is a man who respects consent. It's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Benjamin, that's the, entirely the plot of Outlander. Uh, is it? Isn't it? That's the one where the lady goes accidentally travels back in time to ancient Scotland. It is. I always mix that up with uh, Poldark. Highlander. Poldark, Highlander. A bloody sexy, sexy, rugged man in the past. Yeah, it is. I'm, oh, I'm a lady. I'm a lady. I've accidentally been transported into the past. I hope I don't meet a sexy man, but with broadly modern standards and philosophies. Thank God for that. Thank God yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, be very um, awkward otherwise. Otherwise, yeah. Thank God I found the one man who um, is completely different from his time. But, yeah. Michael, it's been used for various different reasons. Obviously, the fish out of water trope gives us a heap, a bloody heap, Michael, of comedic opportunities. Oh, yeah, you can crash into a tree. You can crash into a tree. Um, you can have a theme tune, a talking gorilla. Yeah, yeah, you can not know what the button does. Lots of things that you can do. Um, it's also been a huge kind of uh, boon for uh, fantasy comedy writers the likes of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy michael is based entirely on the premise of excuse me a fish out of water <laughs> a dolphin out of water i think a dolphin out of water yes yeah, so long and thanks for all the fish um, and yeah. the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy is a great example of that michael um the movie not so much but the book is quite well the movie's actually not too bad sorry michael i seem to have the hiccups while i'm podcasting the hiccups, ben. i've got the hiccups it's not, great. It's not great for podcasting i just I'm just going to hold my breath. You spin your wheels there. Uh, that has uh, Zoe Deschanel in it, Ben. The film. And does Martin Freeman play Arthur Dent? Is that his name? And he's like, I'm a big fish out of water. I don't know what any of these things do. Is someone going to show me? And then he accidentally tries to throw the head in and everyone goes, no, no, that's not how we do it around here, Ben. Not Ben. <laughs> Arthur. Yeah, Arthur, not Ben. Um, but Michael, we, we see that even more in one of the most popular series of recent years, which is Rick and Morty. Mm. Um, season six is out, Ben. And we season forgotten. six, we haven't we haven't been watching it at all, Michael. No, I forgot. I forgot um, it was out. Yeah, but Michael, one of the interesting things there is we have Morty, who is the classic fish out of water, and then we have then we have um, Rick, who is more of a shark in the pond kind of gig. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. So metaphors. 
Yeah, I don't know if that's a trope, but I'm coining it right here. Um, the opposite of the fish out of water trope is the shark in the pond trope, and I'm mm. coining it. Who put, who put the right shark in here. our pond? Who put the shark in our pond? And it, for for all intents and purposes, Michael Rick Sanchez is very much the shark in his universe. Um, you know, unflappable. Um, you know, top of the yeah, food ben, we're chain. Not, we're not here to talk about Rick, Ben. We're not here to talk about him. People talk about Rick all the time. But what makes Morty an interesting character is that over the seasons, we are watching his transition from fish out of water to not necessarily a shark in the pond, but definitely a big whale that doesn't give a fuck in the pond. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. for fuck's exactly. sake. You don't want him in your land, Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah. One of my favorite fish out of waters of all time is on, on your list there. Go on. You, you. And it is... It is John Spartan in the film Demolition Man, Benjamin. Michael, John Spartan is essentially your role model for all things, as far as I can tell. I, when I grow up, Benjamin, now, bearing in mind that I currently am the age that Sylvester Stallone was when he made this, <laughs> but when I grow up, Benjamin, I want to be Sylvester Stallone. Is that no, strange as you, as you move through time that you're like, oh, we're, we're, oh, we're the same age now. Oh. Well, I don't... Hold on, let me check that. When did... Uh, when did... Um, thingy come out when no. did Demolition Man come out 97 I think it was 97 93 yeah. 93 30 years ago that's How insane alone. oh shit balls Ben I was kind of <laughs> hoping that it, I mean it's okay it's close enough it is close enough he was about 42 when it was made Jesus Christ <laughs> Jesus well now I'm having Christ. a crisis <laughs> that's it from us ladies and gentlemen we're going back to reboot the podcast it's going to be called Soggy Cornflakes <laughs> and it's going to be our misogynistic <laughs> takes Early morning uh, over a bowl of cornflakes. That's what it That's is. Fucking great stuff, Ben. That is a great name. That is brilliant. I was trying to think. I was trying to find the comedy through line of uh, Saji and Soggy, but you've yeah. nailed it there. Saji absolutely nailed it. Saji cornflakes. The misogynist our, podcast. Our tagline will constantly be, "Who's pissed in our cornflakes this week?" Um, oh, that's some great stuff. Yeah. Ben. Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, he's traveling. He's he's traveling forward in time, and everything's different now. Oh, Michael, things things are oh, things are all cotton woolly. Michael, everyone's been wrapped in cotton wool. What about meat and and fucking and and things like that? <laughs> what about them, Ben? They're all gone. <laughs> They're all gone. I can't even wipe your own arse. Apparently not, um, Benjamin. This, uh, the film Demolition Man, the strange world that the stranger wakes up in, um, very prescient in terms of it's exactly what, you know, the more conservative among us feared the future would look like. And it, it's, it is what it's the not fucking far thinks. off, then. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not grossly, it's not miles off. Yeah, look at all those women being able to participate in society equally and not have to worry Gross. about bloody sexual assault. Ooh. What a horrible future. Yeah, and no one's one's fucking and no one's fighting. Gross. No one's fighting. Oh, no, we can't eat any meat. Oh, no, we've all been made vegetarian. Yeah, 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 enforced vegetarianism, Ben. Very interesting concept. Very unrealistic, Michael. Um, But I think you are are right, though. You've kind of hit the nail on the head there. It is the great fear of the alt-right. They're all like, oh, no, oh, no. This is what the liberals are trying to do. Yeah, yeah. But the funny thing about um, the funny thing about that Stranger in a Strange Land plot uh, in Demolition Man is that because Demolition Man is a 1990s action fantasy film, 
Sylvester Stallone has proven to be right in all of these things. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's he's right. the ultimate he to, fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll go, I'll go to the strange land and I'll show them how to be a man from the 90s and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. He, try, be he, tries to, he tries to throw the head into, into young Sandra Bullock and she's like, oh no, that's not how we do it in, oh, I'm in sorry. the future. I'm sorry, John uh, Spartan. That's not happening. Yeah. But then it, I bet you it fucking does happen. Then. It bloody does. They bloody, it they does. Bloody, they go and do yeah. it physical. Um, he reintroduces oh, salt, Benjamin. He reintroduces meat. He reintroduces fucking. He reintroduces pretty much everything to the future. The terrifying, the terrifying thing about it, though, Ben, is it's that movie was made in 1993 and set in 2032, Ooh. and we are now considerably closer to 2032 than we are to 1993. Tragically. And things haven't changed things haven't changed that much, Benjamin. It's not like in 10 years we're going to be unfreezing someone from the 90s and going, "Please help us to recenter society." Uh, no, Michael. Now we're probably going to uh, have to, you know, unfreeze people from the past and be like, "How did you deal with people kicking off about a fictional creature who changed skin color?" Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we should have frozen Dane Cook in the nineties so we could in- unfreeze him in ten years. No, thank you. He would have sorted. He would have sorted us out. No, thank you. I don't think Dane Cook is the the John Spartan we need. Who is Ben? Who did we get from the nineties? Who could mm. we unfreeze from the nineties? Who was forty in the nineties? Oh, Sylvester Stallone. We should have just frozen Sylvester Stallone. Should have just actually frozen Sylvester Stallone (laughs) and made a real-life version of the film Demolition Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have got a Rocky Five. Oh, that would have been good, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. That's enough of that now. Look at your wrists. You're going to break your wrists, Ben. Straighten those wrists out. My dainty glass wrists. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, that's enough of that now. That's that's borderline. borderline offensive what you're doing there yeah i know i have to be i have to be frozen now in uh, the cryogenic pods um that'd be good wouldn't it we could froze you in the cryogenic pods and wake you in 40 years <laughs> and see what people think <clears throat> what is this beta male what is this what is this? <laughs> this this here is a, a sodgy boy as far as we Benjamin. know very outdated notions about women yes go on we forgot California Man, one of the all-time classics. And, I'm sorry, what is California Man, Michael? Have you never seen California Man? No, I haven't had the pleasure of seeing California Man. Benjamin, your your generation might know it as Encino Man. Ah, there we go, Michael. There we yeah, go. It's called California Man here, Ben. But um, yeah, your generation might know it as Californ- as Encino Man. Come on. bloody Brendan Fraser again, Benjamin. Brendan Fraser, what a man. And he got frozen in the olden days, but was incredibly sexy. But now he's been unfrozen, and he's unfrozen and incredibly sexy. It is called California Man here. That is bizarre. Benjamin, I tell you what, in the 1990s in Ireland, nobody knew what Encino was. So you couldn't call a film Encino Man. So you called it California Man. It's still called, that's what it's called here. In Very Ireland, interesting. That film is called California Man. Very interesting, Michael. It's the top Google result. For California Man or Encino Man? No, no, for Encino Man. California Man is the first thing that pops up at the top. Yeah, 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 that's what it's called here. Mad. Mad, We didn't Michael. know what Encino was, then. Ah, well, we should, we should just get someone frozen from the 90s in Ireland and the world today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that is the plot of... Cal- that is the plot of... Uh, of um, what's it called? Demolition Man. Cal- Calisino Man. Uh, Demolition Man in Ireland was known as um, Blown Stuff Up Man. Yeah, yeah, it's classic. There's no one. No boom, one knew boom, man, was. and then bloody Bob yeah. Geldof saw it and went, "Oh, I'll call a band that, and that'd be great." Yeah, the boom man rats. 
Yeah, the boom man runs. Right. That's enough of our riffing, ladies and gentlemen. What is your favourite fish out of water story? Fucking riffing's a bit of a strong term for that nonsense. Bob Geldof on the boom man rats. Uh, <laughs> Fuck's sake. I don't I don't usually swear this much, Ben, but this this week has really aggravated me. There's just a lot of nonsense going on this week. A lot of bullshit. Thanks that enough, ladies and gentlemen. We are, in fact, transitioning to soggy cornflakes at the end of the week. <laughs> We're just going to start calling out all this woke liberal nonsense. Oh, fucking hell, Ben. That's a great name. We might, actually, we might actually have a successful podcast if we do. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to soggy cornflakes. Bye weekly misogynist podcast. Yeah. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, what is your favourite bloody fish out of water storyline? Give us a shout. Get in touch with us in a few different places. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shomrabiog.com. S e o m r a b e a g dot com. It means tiny room in Irish. It does indeed. Uh, you can find us on bloody Instagram at Shalukshalisten. Yeah, you can find us. You can. You can find us on Twitter at Listenshire. Listen sure, yeah. Yeah, you can do that as well. But the best place, ladies and gentlemen, to get in touch with either Michael or myself is to get up on that Discord, baby. Hop up on it, send me the latest trailers and weird news. Yeah, because we can't always keep track of it. In fact, sometimes we only watch trailers seven. five minutes before our Yeah, I wouldn't have known about about the School of Good and Evil if, uh, if it wasn't for the old Discord. I wouldn't have known anything about Mr. Harrigan's phone unless you texted to me Mr. Harrigan's phone that's yeah. the name of it that's the real name of it I think it's a real contender for the Golden Mickey this year Michael oh, f- <laughs> I don't know if it was ever called the Golden Mickey was no it? we're rebranding alright okay this year we'll do the Golden Mickeys yeah the Golden Mickeys do, what are we talking do, about do. next week then do uh, we have any other podcasts uh, we have other podcasts Michael but they have come out last week so if you want to hear more about us you can check out our other podcast Bloody Collecting Issues the bi-weekly comic book comic book, book, book club um, we released an episode last Friday on the wonderful world of Lucifer volume 2 the divine tragedy do you think that Collecting Issues comes out on Fridays uh, apparently I do yeah what did I say <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's been a week lads it's, oh, been, it's been a hell, fucking it's been week, a week. Oh, it's been a week. I'm going to go have some soggy cornflakes. I'm going to go have some soggy cornflakes and think bitterly about how the world is changing around me. I don't yeah, like I change. That was John Spartan. Uh, just, get, just freeze me now, Ben, and wake me in 40 years and I'll fix everything. <laughs> fix everything through brute force and misogyny. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring back fighting and misogyny. It'll be fucking great stuff. Yeah, it'll be great. And bloody Wesley Snipes will still be around kicking off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. All right, let's, let's wrap it up there. Let's wrap it up. Let's, no more riffing. No more, we're done. Goodbye.